Welcome back, pod people, to another episode of Cinematomori. I am your hostess, Lexi, and with me I have... Chuck. Justin. And today we are talking about my movie. And I don't remember the name of my movie. Here Comes the Devil. That's the name of my movie. There we go. I thought it was Here Here Comes the Boom. Yeah, it could be. (laughs) Wasn't it Here Comes the Boom with Kevin James? Could be. I thought it was a demonic movie. Yeah, I I thought it the power of Satan. Yeah, anything with I, that's what James, I thought. That's what I typically. thought that you were going with that pick. That's, that's why he was so powerful. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has power somewhere. <laughs> He's made a deal with the devil to have a career and memes. Yeah, in 2023, from his King of Queens days. He's the King of Memes today. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, poor Leia Remy's just desperately trying to stop Scientology over here. Hey, they ousted Kevin McCarthy. That's pretty cool. That Did they? Good job. It happened the day of this recording. Just so you know how far in advance we record things. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, Matt Gates was like the guy pushing for it, so it's not like it was... Oh, uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> Say that now until it's a worse person there. Right. It'll be Matt Gates probably. I, I don't actually know how he'll get the vote. We'll never get another speaker again. They have no ability to do anything with the with that small majority, minority, whatever you want to call it. The extremists. They the loonies can't do shit. What the loonies? The lunatics? The the lunatics? Yeah, fringe. there's not a lot. There's not a lot of them, but it's enough that they can't. I think only one of them. Remember when McCarthy kept doing his bid like 15 times till he actually became Speaker of the House and they had all those stipulations and everything like that. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a wonderful speaker. She's one of the the crazies. God, she's insane. And the Democrats are just like, mm, do your thing. So, so anyway, <laughs> my movie is Here Comes the Devil. It's a Mexican, it's Mexican, Mexican film. Came out in 2012. I saw this when it came out on Shutter. And uh, there was a lot of, like I said before, Mexican horror that was coming out around this time, like 2011, 2012. I was like really getting into it. And this one just came up and I was just like, I didn't care what the subject matter was. I was more like, it's Mexican horror and I'll watch it. So I was on a, like a trend at that moment. And uh, I really liked this one a lot and i was like this movie's really fucked up like really really fucked up so i was really happy to have an opportunity to pull this one up and we were like let's talk about uh, the devil and i'm like oh i got one did did you like my movie (laughs) i don't think it was fucked up enough oh really i thought it was gonna be more fucked up what (laughs) what did you think chuck (laughs) uh i would agree with justin i've seen way more fucked up that's fair <laughs> especially even mexican horror movies yeah mexican this horror one takes a horror. long time to even get into the to what the horror is like it was like almost an hour into this movie before anything really horrific happens well it starts out with some pretty horrific stuff like when the girl gets her fingers chopped off and stuff i mean it's a good like the scissoring that was the horrific part <laughs> <laughs> this movie was very strongly in the male gaze Lexi. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that you kind of picked it. It's it's like objectifies women from beginning to end. If if you're a woman on does. camera then shit's not in your favor, I guess. I just thought it was a really interesting movie like how 
it's essentially about mountain that there seems to be this like demon in i guess or demons i don't know what they are aliens i think family stops and the two kids ask if they can go up and like wander around up in the the mountains they stop after they were just hanging out in the desert as far as i could tell from that opening scene they don't even look like they're on a beach (laughs) they literally look like they're sitting in the desert kind of yeah so that's mexico there's there's no water whatsoever they're just like in the desert the kids are playing in sand and i'm like there's nothing around here they're just sitting in the in the desert on sand dunes mommy can we go for a walk yeah so the the kids wander off up into the mountains and the parents fall asleep in the car and when they wake up their kids are missing yeah they fell asleep they wore themselves out yeah Yep, the, the the parents. That, that, that's the one car. way to put it that they just fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, glossing over why they why they were so tired. They had a really bizarre sex discussion too, like about being kids and like having sex as kids, and it was like I was like, this is a really creepy discussion to like have about getting each other off like what was what did you do when you were a little kid i did this it's like what did you do when you were a little kid and they're like oh my god like all right then like you guys are fucking weird but sure i mean i think the context was more along the lines of your first time not tell me about when you were a kid yeah but this movie has like a weird thing with focusing on youth having sex I think that's why I think the movie's creepy. Like, there's a heavy subject matter on, like, they have a discussion about it, and then, like, of course, like, the focus of the film is that these two kids are demons, but they, like, keep having sex with each other, and, like... The focus is the mother who's very confused about everything that's happening. I mean... These are both the worst parents I've ever seen. Absolutely. (laughs) Fucking awful. The detective work in this is really funny, too. Yeah. Well... When we get to those parts, <laughs> I'll dive into it. But I, I thought it was funny. We're kind of we're kind of jumping all over the place, yeah. So the kids disappear. The parents have a fight because they fucked in the car and fell asleep and woke up and the kids were missing. They all did it at this like gas station. They fucked around and found out. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, when the parents are told to go like stay at a hotel and we'll see if we can find the kids, they find the kids in the morning they show back up and the kids are just like a little bit weird don't seem to notice or care that much they're just like we have our kids back everything's fine and they go about their their lives like things are a little off the parents are you know noticing like some strange stuff about the kids and the kids behaviors and or at least the mom is the dad's not paying attention to anything. i feel like it's other people bringing it to their attention you think well, like the, the school sc- has to call and be like, "Hey, your kids haven't been to school in like a week. What are they doing?" Right, and then the babysitter has to say like the weird shit that she sees the kids doing. Well, the whole sequence of the babysitters, Which, it's whole other like it's its own thing, essentially. That's the th- that's the weird thing with this movie. Time does not make any sense, or the characters' sense of urgency or lack of urgency at various times. Like after they after they lose their kids, it's like still light out. And they just are, like, by the gas station, and then they're like, you did tell them to come back, right? Yeah. And then it's, like, dark before the guy's like, I guess I'm going to go up to that hill. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that wasn't, like, your first thought was, oh, maybe I should go up and, like, see why they're taking so long. Then the babysitter, when she's there and they, they leave the kids, 
like leave the kids with her and then come back and they're like she's not there and they try to call one time and they're like nah I guess she just went home it's fine and then it's like days before the mom's like uh, I should probably go talk to that uh, babysitter and figure out what happened. Or the fact that the babysitter's like clothes were torn to shreds sitting on their couch. Yeah, and there there's no urgency whatsoever to like find out what happened. They're just like, eh, I guess that's just what happens. It does have Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes when three people get offed, and then at, it's like the middle of the night where they're like, maybe we should go look for them now. <laughs> yeah, that there is some strange pacing in the film. <laughs> it's. Some of the stuff's really funny. I I don't know if it's intentionally funny, but I mean, we yeah, the Kioma zooms is the key- they're all over the place. This movie, this guy loves to zoom. He never saw a shot that he couldn't zoom in on. <laughs> well, like towards the end of the movie when they're going up the hill or the mountain or whatever you want to call it, and it zooms in on them. At first, I thought somebody was watching them, like, with binoculars. <laughs> the way that the shot was, like, just was so random on them. Did you like when the serial killer fucked the earth so hard he gave it an earthquake and then fucked the demon into it? I liked that um, the parents' orgasm happened exactly as the kids went into the cave. That, too. I don't know what that means. And the, the cave kept... I, I don't know like, idea what that even means. <laughs> they kept filming the cave in a way that was, like, symbolized the look like a vagina. Yeah, like, it, I think of something like the end of North by Northwest, where they make that line, like, they're gonna hook up, and then the train goes right into the the tunnel. So, it, <laughs> it's you know, it indicates that they had sex. This, I, I don't even know what that would be. The kid's just returning to whatever came before i I don't know i was under the impression that this was this was my this was my interpretation that the it was like a you know the womb of like an evil entity you know and so that would be a cool title and so it's like i thought the way they they filmed it and shot it and stuff it gave it this like very like ominous like pulsing kind of it's both inviting and not inviting at the same time the way that they shot it and so it's like it draws you in but it's also like you probably don't want to go in there kind of thing but it also has this like warm motherly quality and like I don't know I think that's I like this movie a lot it kind of reminded me of the resurrection of Jesus Christ like that that same kind of setup. so I thought it was going to be some sort of like holy ground or something like that yeah I mean I guess it could be the guy who works at the gas station he seems to like know what's up and i guess he states that his daughter went missing up there his daughter's the lesbian one of them is he is that that's one thing i wasn't sure about like that's what he says he's creepy too they could only afford one outfit for him like he's in at least like four or five different scenes and he's always got the exact same outfit on they should have gave him like a jumpsuit or something you know like a mechanic outfit. The reason that they yeah. stopped at the gas station was because the little girl started her period, and then they left the little girl's underwear on the counter, and there was a creepy guy who was a delivery Lucio. guy, and he sees the panties. I thought he was like bloodhound. I thought he could smell it. <laughs> I guess he took them. We didn't see him like take them or whatever, so he stole her panties at some point. So Probably because they just threw them away and he took them out of the trash, but they didn't decide to show any of that. So then after the little girl gets found, they realize the little girl's not having her period all of a sudden at all. And so they had to take her to the doctor. And they're like, 
well, she doesn't seem to have a hymen at the doctor. And they're like, it can happen, like, whatever. But then the parents just assume that she's been sexually assaulted. And the doctor doesn't say, like, it looks like that or anything. The doctor just says, like, ah, she doesn't seem to have one. And she doesn't seem to be, like, on her period. And it was, since it was her first period, it could have just, you know, been early spotting or something like that. And what have you. But, like, the parent just, like, jumps to conclusions, it seems like, more than anything. And so they went back and tells the dad. And the dad and her start, like, trying to figure out, like, if maybe the creepy guy at the gas station might have sexually assaulted the daughter up in the mountains that night. I agree with the doctor that's like, why don't you talk to your kid? Right. No, they don't do have that, you, though. Have you tried having a conversation with your child about this? <laughs> One thing that they do do when the kids walk off the first time is the kids both, like, hold hands. And they do show, like, the kids have, like, a weird relationship right off the bat. I Yeah, I thought right off the bat that they hooked up or something. Or if they weren't themselves, if they were possessed, or if they were demons, they were still hooking up. That's... I kind of feel like how I took it. The film, sh- yeah, states that like that they went up to the cave to fuck and then accidentally died in the cave, and then the demons that took over them were like, "Well, we're just gonna fuck in their bodies anyway." <laughs> the context doesn't even make a lot of sense. You would think that they would maybe see what the parents were doing, and then when the parents were done and fell asleep, they were like, "We're gonna try that." Yeah, and maybe. then went up into a mountain to get possessed. But they, I mean, the timeline doesn't add up to that. They're already up the mountain by the time right. any of that happens. Which kind of already states they've been doing this for a while on their own. Did you like the Espanol, Chuck? I knew some of it. It was good, yeah. I was trying to pick up on uh, pick up on some stuff there. Did you, the, the wife's name, Soul? Son. Yeah. Yeah! I knew that I one. felt so yeah. smart knowing that. I knew that because it's a beer. <laughs> it, it is a beer. From? Uh, Mexico? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I think so. I used to see it in Vegas, so I'm going to get it. I hope that when they decided to make this movie, that the director saw that mountain, that hill, and was like, that's interesting. That looks like an evil place. And they built the entire plot around <laughs> yeah. that place. Yeah. Did you know his name? Is Adrian? The director? Yeah. No. Also the name of Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Maybe Rosemary's Baby came out and made this movie. (laughs) Rosemary's Baby made weird 2010s horror movies in Mexico. Yeah. Well, if you're going to make them anywhere, make them there, right? There was no yellow filter. I was so confused. Yeah, yeah, how could you tell it was in Mexico? I was going to say, there's no yellow filter on this movie. (laughs) The parents then decide they're going to, like, take revenge against this, like, guy who molests the daughter, and they go over and stalk him at his work, and then, like, find out where he lives and stalk him to his home, and then kill him in the most brutal sequence ever, like when the fucking wife rips the esophagus out of his fucking throat and shit and like the kills in this movie are brutal they also are like we are the devils or some shit like that yeah the husband's absolutely out of his mind the whole movie as far as I'm concerned like he's not like with it at all does it make you think of once upon a time in Hollywood at the end of the movie where 
Brad Pitt's like reiterating what happened. He's like, I don't know. They came out of nowhere and said they were doing some devil shit or something like that. And then, <laughs> then they attacked. Uh, it's kind of a, actually, by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's an invasion of the body snatchers type movie. Yeah. You think it's over when they kill the guy like then that's the only half that's the halfway point so then when they when they, i didn't they, think it was over i was like these kids are evil well they think it's over the parents like they think they're done and then the mom gets yeah, home idiots. and then she like looks <laughs> and yeah, she's like dumb. She, she gets home and she's like oh fuck like shit's like way worse than i thought it was so <laughs> the police are on to them in like 10 seconds because the the dad was like Nobody could have seen us. Nobody was around, which I thought anybody could have seen you. I mean, just because you didn't think anyone was around doesn't mean that somebody couldn't have seen you. But then when the detective shows up, the detective says, I did such great detective work. I know that you've been asking for this guy for some favor, for yeah, congratulating him on something. It doesn't really add up. So I think you guys killed him. But it's okay. We don't really but care that like, much. But I don't really care that much because that guy was weird and no one liked him anyway. So yep. uh, I probably won't even tell anybody about it. <laughs> We're just going to let it slide. I am yeah. not doing the paperwork for that creep. The cop was so useless. I mean, I don't know. He was. He started the case in finding their kids, and the case resolved itself. So, like, within 24 hours. But him showing up in the second point. like Which is really interesting because in current events... There's that little girl that went missing in New York. Yeah, they found her. Yeah, she got kidnapped by this guy. <laughs> Creepy guy. And the next, like, he wrote a ransom note and yeah. dropped it off at the parents' house, and his fingerprint or something was on it, and they were able to find him from some DUI or something that he did in 1999. Yeah, he was literally and down they the found road. the girl. Yeah, and she's the girl's fine, and I'm like, that girl is incredibly lucky. Yeah, and it is incredibly odd that this story is very similar in the fact that it just seemed to get resolved so fast. Maybe that little girl's the devil now. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say that she is, just just because. But we we won't get to know about that part, because, you know, no one ever ta- hears about that part. That's like About the know, demons? Yeah, the demons. Those hey, we had a guy the, the in local news, too. We had a guy that stabbed his mom a bunch of times because he believed that she was a Nazi. It's so fucked up. This is this was on my local news before I got on the podcast. Of it's, course it was. It's not even we. It's not even like weird no. entertainment tonight news. It was the local news. No, that's about right. Yeah. So then they had the babysitter, and the babysitter tells the sequence of what happened to her after everything, where she was essentially wasn't she sexually assaulted? Everybody was. So she was like sexually assaulted, and then she goes upstairs and finds the kids fucking. But they're not really kids. They're like the demons grunting or something. And then the mom's like, "Okay, so they're like demons." So we I like them like... like floating in the air and shit. I, I I thought that that I don't know. I was getting vibes of aliens throughout this whole movie more than I was like something religious. So she said Satan stood on her chest, and then she had the footprints on her chest. Yeah, but I don't know. It makes me think of like a ship crashed or something in those hills. I like I think when you look at you know hispanic culture they're very religious so i couldn't imagine someone using they weren't aliens. religious at all these people <laughs> but i mean culturally they tend to be very religious 
I can't imagine it not being. I can't see it being aliens. <laughs> Why? I just don't. Have you ever seen the Tommy Knockers? It's the same plot. Oh shit! <laughs> but it has a more interesting scene because there's a coke machine that murders a guy, and it's the the best scene I've ever seen ever. Are we talking about Maximum Overdrive? No, to- Tommy Knockers. Well, also, where the guy gets his hand stuck in the coke something. machine. Yeah, it eats his coke. He reaches up inside. His hand gets stuck, and he just turns around to the other guy and's like, "It's gonna blow." Guy starts running. And I it's remember the that. That was biggest so explosion I've weird. ever seen. He knew it was gonna blow. I don't know how he knew the coke machine was gonna explode, but <laughs> he knew. I'm sorry. That reminded me of this a little bit. Yeah. I do appreciate though that they that that they were like not obviously possessed right off the gate, but the parents didn't really seem to notice anything. That just seems awful See, like i don't I know i thought they were blatantly obviously like possessed right off the bat like i was like or the, at least, the like... subplot is like these are terrible parents yeah maybe terrible people but definitely terrible parents and then become Those terrible people. also like de- also like kind of terrible actors so it's like it's just nothing's <laughs> translating <laughs> i mean i thought the acting was i thought it was fairly real it seemed like they were fairly real people all things considered i wouldn't say like it was a great performance or anything i wasn't like some of the quick shots made it made it even stranger. There would be a reaction, and there would be like seven quick cuts and zooms all at once, and I'm like, "What the fuck just happened? What was that?" There's a lot of very tight shots, very tight shots throughout this movie. Like, I will agree. It with made that. me think of like a less polished Sam Raimi. You know, like it was. I don't know what the fuck was going on with all the cameras. You weren't wrong when you said "Better Call Saul" when you were like talking to me about that, and you were like, "It's like a." Oh yeah, when I was watching it, it it made me think of Better Call Saul in the in like the shots, like every shot they put the camera in like a fucking insane place. Did you like when you realized that the kids were not going to school because they're just going to the mountain to fuck? I don't know what they were doing in that mountain. I kind of wish they had a reason, like followed, like knew what they, caught them doing something in the mountain. They were fucking. They keep explaining that they were fucking. That was the whole point, that they realized that these kids were fucking the whole time. Like, Yeah, but they were doing it outside of the outside of the thing, too. They were doing it constantly. It, it wasn't exclusive to the cave. They were fucking in the cave. They were fucking outside of the that's cave. That's where I feel like this movie, like, that's, that's another thing where I feel like this movie does kind of fail is, like, not that it has to over-explain things, but it just does not explain anything about what this is so it's it, I, I agree I almost like I wanted there to be a reason for why they go back to the mountain like I was like do they have to go back there to like do something with the bodies to like I don't know drain more life force out of the dead bodies to maintain their illusion or something like that like there was never there wasn't a, it wasn't ever explicitly explained of why they went back to the mountain for any reason it was just like well I guess they just go to the mountain and I don't know, maybe they're doing something in there, but no one, like, it never, it never is really brought up, like, why they have to keep going. Like, Justin was saying, like, they could just go back to their house after everyone else leaves. Like, they don't have to specifically go to the mountain. That seems like a a very far out-of-the-way place to go. Well, like, you follow them all the way from school to that mountain. You think that she would have, like, confronted them or went in to see what the hell that they were up to. And she she waits and she goes back and she goes in there and she finds their bodies, which I thought finding the bodies while they're supposed to be alive was kind of cool. 
But, I mean, that could have been an even earlier plot point. Like, somebody's, like, just stumbles across the fact that these peep kids are dead, and they're like, I thought these kids were found. Why are they dead? Well, that's like the, the cop brings that up, like, almost at the end of the movie, like the last 20 minutes of the movie when he shows up at the woman's house, and he's like... He says, like, oh, yeah, that guy Lucio, yeah, he was saying something about he found some, some dead kids up at the mountain, but we already found your kids, so we knew he must have been lying or something like that. Like, like if somebody would have brought that up way earlier, or if the part where they were going to kill him, if he was like, oh, I, yeah, you know, I found those kids on the mountain, and, you know, then they were like, oh, he's just a liar, like, we gotta, we, we got to kill him because he's a liar. Like, yeah, get get that brought up way earlier the, yeah, at least have him the, say the something like, they're, they're dead, they're dead, you don't understand, they're dead, and then gets killed, yeah. like, and then later you're like, oh shit, he was, he was telling the truth, we just didn't understand the fuck he yeah. was talking about. Did you like the end when she goes and drags the husband up to the cave, and he sees the kids, and then he just like turns around and shoots her in the face? I, I don't entirely understand it, but... <laughs> I felt that, like, I know they were going to come out as demons or whatever the hell those kids were. I don't know. It's like a less cool Pet cemetery ending. <laughs> you know where the, the end of Pet cemetery? they're just like, we're a dead family. We're all dead together. Yeah, I guess I didn't understand the context. That would almost of... be a more interesting thing, like you're saying, like, almost to have the kids show up. Like, maybe they, like, the where she leaves the kids' bodies with, like, the gas running at the house, and then after he kills the kills the wife and kills himself like they come out and the kids are there too and then it's like oh the whole family's now now demons and they're gonna do stuff yeah like they're gonna start taking over the whole neighborhood yeah like you were saying more like an invasion of the body snatchers like maybe yeah like bring more people up to the mountain and kill them so that they can get possessed well this the guy at the gas station said that the things are like doppelgangers essentially like they just kind of like steal your form and we could tell that go out and we do didn't their hit the gas thing. station guy yeah I mean you always gotta have that guy that guy's in every movie right mysterious explanation plot guy I guess he well he could have been more like the pet cemetery guy that's like you shouldn't go up there bad go things up that road that road's bad yeah huh? up that yeah road. they needed uh Herman Munster. They needed him to explain that. Then got that uh, that. What are you doing, Forrest Gump? No. (laughs) 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 It does sound like Forrest Gump after Chuck said that. (laughs) I could hear it. That's all I was getting. I was like, I was like, what, what voice is she doing? Who is that? (laughs) I can do Forrest Gump if you want. Yeah, and, like, I never thought that the kids died from, like, a gas explosion or uh, suffocating on gas or whatever the fuck that was supposed to be. I figure they were just all a happy zombie family at the end of the movie. But what, uh, what, what do you think the real horror of this movie is? Because I don't feel like it's, it's not, protect, like, trying to protect your kids and then not being able to. I feel like the horror is that it's taboo. And it's crossing all these taboo lines. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's... I don't want to say edgelord, but, like... I feel like it's, like... It's definitely, like, trying to cross in pretty edgy territory with its subject matter. And 
what it's trying to do and what it's trying to like talk about i mean it's a movie about kid fucking <laughs> it's, it's a central subject it's these two kids fucking so and there's a lot of but not really i mean sex is a major subject of the film so the movie opens with sex and then it you know it's a central subject of discussion it's it's a deep main subject of the film and the demon itself seems to be sexually oriented and they do a lot of shots of presenting the cave as like a vagina and like a lot of stuff like that so this is a very sexually oriented film i mean i've read books where they fuck demons and then get impregnated by demons and shit like that well yeah sex is a large My- subject matter along with demonic stuff i i feel like it was just a, it's a little messy because the idea that they're planting in our head that of these kids possibly being sexual or sexually assaulted is the fact that when they talk in the car about their first times the husband and wife which seems like a weird time to bring that up like their kids are how old are those kids supposed to be like 13 and 10 or some shit like that so they're talking about this kind of late or maybe it's just like a role playing thing that they always talk about but it gets brought up then that, you know, a lot of time people's first experiences are when they're not of age. So I didn't really think that that was sexualized. And I don't think that they, like, sexualized the, the kids too much. You're I thought that kidding. it kind of added it added to the mystery of it because... No, I'm not kidding. I think it added to the mystery of it because this entire time these, like, dumb parents thought, oh they immediately thought that that guy must have molested them or something like that and I was like I don't necessarily think it's the kids sleeping with each other I'm pretty sure they're demons based off of the, the hymen title the... broken because they were fucking each other the kids it wasn't because the guy sexually the kids are them. laying the kids are dead in a cave these are not those kids the kids were fucking ahead of time when they show at the end of the film the kids went up to the cave to fuck the kid slipped and died. The other kid grabbed her, pulled her down. That's how they died. Then the demons come and take over the body after they die in the cave. You have to die in the cave to become the demon. So the kids accidentally died in the cave trying to Or fuck. they sinned in the cave, maybe. <laughs> they still they still died in the cave trying to fuck. Because the kid was taking his shirt off trying to fuck a little girl. and then. But, I, but I'd still stick stand by the majority of this movie. is like there's nothing really going on with those kids it's like the parents detective work of trying to figure out what the hell happened the, the kids are like fuck demons and their detective their detective up, work is hilarious the, the detective work was like the mom remembering the, the creepy guy that was in the like wandering outside the bathroom and the guys the dad's detective work was like oh yeah that van drove that very specific van vehicle drove past me yeah yeah, I don't think they do enough with the kids being creepy. Just like the couple times of showing them, I don't know, having seizures or something like that. But then they don't. They never go far enough. Like, I feel like the kids need to be in the movie more. It's a little too much of just, yeah, the mom's reaction to everything. Like, she's just told later, like, oh, your kids are being weird. And it's like, well, why don't you just show us the kids being weird? Why do you keep... Everyone has to keep telling us how the kids are weird. Like, or you know, keep them the like school com- has to call and tell them that the kids are weird, or 
somebody else has to be like, hey, your kids were being weird the other day. Like, they, they just, like, won't show us the kids being weird. Or have them being completely normal, and there's, like, that one guy that, yeah, yeah. you know, stumbled across like, the yeah. bodies. It's like, those aren't your kids. Like, there's something going on. Yeah, almost like, yeah, if they were, like, too overly normal and, like, acting like, like, oh, what could be wrong? But it's like, they generally just seem like they just, like, mope around. The kids don't, they're not, like, really defiant. They don't, like, backtalk their parents. Like, the mom's just like, how was school? And the kids are just like, meh. It was okay. And it was like, oh, okay. And then they just move on. I'm like, Cause they're demons. like, these just seem like regular kids. Like, this doesn't even, it doesn't even seem like anything out of the ordinary. They seem like kids that don't like going to school. Like, but they demonstrate early on that they have conversations and they like are, are active. And then all of a sudden, like they stop interacting with them entirely. So these were like kids who were fairly active and communicating with their parents and then just like blatantly stop and are staring straight ahead and like are not doing anything and they keep holding each other's hands in this really creepy way and wandering off together. And they I mean, the parents aren't noticing anything. any of that. And the demons don't the pick up is, your memories. The mom is noticing because... everything. And the mom is going, I noticed this shit, but the dad is, like, basically, like, a dominant force. anything. And isn't, like, letting it happen. But, like, at the very end of the movie, you get that final shot where they can't drive the car because they're demons or something. They're not people. So that was I would Im- imagine that the kids wouldn't be able to act like their kids because they wouldn't have any real knowledge of what that family was even like. Which, by the way, I don't know what the demons were doing in that car that they were like stalling it out and whatever. It's an they automatic. can't drive. They don't they, know how to drive a they car. They turned it on and started it. Like as long as they got it in gear, it could have just kept rolling. It wouldn't have stalled. That's like, the first time that they've ever been behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, it's like it's, it's the same shit of like people pretending like modern cars can fucking go do 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 like they, they fucking are gonna just have trouble. They should have had they some bicycles for the kids. Like all of a sudden, oh, it was they, a modern car. That car looked like it was at least ten years old when the movie was made. Was oh yeah, Nissan it looks just like uh, from two thousand. 2006 yeah it, it reminded me of the suzuki that saul that saul had it, it like it had the same shape and everything to it so i think that's also why it made me think of better called saul. when that when that the film, dirty ass car when that film was made that car was probably maybe like five six years old like at most genuine they didn't take care of it it was in good shape it's fine i'll take that fucking car it's a good car the car that was a piece of but shit. But anyways, the, uh, if the demons, the if the demons kind of lack sort certain knowledge and certain skills, when they leave that cave, you think early on like their personalities would have to be drastically different from how they actually are, and that the parents would be the ones that are noticing that there's something wrong with their kids. Yeah, I mean, like it, ask them questions like like they forget like oh don't, don't you remember it's your birthday next week or something like they, yeah they never show things like that. They also don't really have, like, a good conversation or anything with them after they're found. You know, you know what I mean? It's not like... There's not this big, like, we're so sorry, we're gonna... Like, there's no discussion with them. It's just, like, kind of ignore them. Yeah. They're just bad parents. I, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of wish they went all in on being bad parents, because I thought the best part of the movie was... Uh, when they realize that they killed an innocent guy <laughs> they're like oh shit that guy was totally innocent fuck that was literally the best part of that movie it, it like made the me plan laugh of, uh, the, when, the, when the dad's like when like the mom is trying to remotely think that maybe something like paranormal's happening and the dad's just like 
No, it's just a guy, and he shows up, and he throws rocks at our house every night. And the wife's like, do, do you really think that's what's happening? You think there's a guy just, like, hitting our house with rocks every night? And he's like, it, yeah, obviously. So, so you guys didn't like this movie? I, I, I'd say it's somewhere in the middle. It's okay. <laughs> it, like, had good... It, like, there there is an idea in there that's good. I just, this guy's, like, not a good filmmaker. Like, I feel like somebody else... Almost like if I, I would want to see this movie remade in America, or, I mean, it could be in Mexico or somewhere else. But nah, like, it's got to be America. You already it's said gotta it. be Yeah, it's got to be America. We'll put the yellow filter on and everything. You couldn't remake this movie uh, in America. Oh, red filter when they're, de- de- when they're demons. Yeah. There's no way you could make this movie in America. Like, no way. Why? They could make this movie. Because of the subject could. matter, you couldn't do it. Yes, you could. No, you couldn't. That's a, you don't that's a have plot to line sh- in like shows like Dexter. Like that's not even a that's not even like a a, a real like subject that people are like. Oh, you, you can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, kid fucking. Yeah, you shoot around it. <laughs> yeah, they never Still showed anything the... in the movie. Yeah, and I think it kind of adds to the plot because it gives you the idea that uh, maybe that creepy guy did take the kid and rape the kid or something. So there, it a- should add a little bit more context as to why they would murder this guy because he they think that he sexualized the kid or something. So it has to happen. Also, the minute you realize that they're they're demons, it changes everything. I kind of want them to walk in on the the kids and they're like the um the exorcist demons with their tongues hanging out like blah, 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 and they're just like <laughs> tongues are hitting each other. But the mom doesn't realize and she's like, "Are you guys going to come and get dinner or not?" <laughs> what? That would be great. You know what? Uh, we can each direct our own remake of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the movie started, Lexi, I was like, this is going to be a great fucking movie. And then <laughs> that was the highest point was probably the beginning of the movie. And then when I realized, like, all the shots and stuff, I'm like, mm, this director's kind of a pig, isn't he? I mean, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Do you know if he directed anything else? I don't know who. I don't even Any, know who directed it, genuinely. Adrian, sure, the the guy. Yeah, Chuck's looking him up. I'm sure he directed something else. <laughs> this is it. Probably something we've we've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. If this turns out to be it. Oh, I did also. I guess the book ends because the opening was a good scene, and I really loved the uh, the funny games type ending where it just had that like hardcore rock music over the the title card at the end of the movie. <laughs> I thought that was pretty awesome. That's great. That, yeah, that was like that was like taking me back to like yeah all those early two thousands horror movies that were like we are putting new metal all over this soundtrack, but they only did it just at the very end. It did. Well, it made me think of Funny Games when they're in the car and the title card comes up and all of a sudden it's just that like hard rock that like does not fit anything else that's going on in that movie. <laughs> he has directed a bunch of stuff. Uh, they all are look like low budget horror movies. So I guess he's just he's just that guy in Mexico. He just does a lot of low budget. His biggest thing, or probably like the most, I guess probably widely distributed thing I think he's worked on is he did a, he did one of the shorts in the ABCs of Death. Ugh, that was fucking awful. Yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't even say like which one he did because I know I don't know some of those are good, but a lot of them are. That's so disappointing. Not. I don't even know if he did a. If he did, oh, he did the Bigfoot one. Which I don't think was not a good one. B is for Bigfoot. 
Yes. The majority of that was absolute shit. Just not worth anybody's time at all. I mean, that's pretty good. He did the second movie, assuming it's in alphabetical order. He did the second segment, yeah. That shit was, like, unwatchable. I forgot about that thing. Good concept, though. Wasn't mad at it. Just not a good overall end result. Is this another, another, one, another one of my fails? Is this... <laughs> That's where we're at. No, it's not feed. <laughs> do you have any questions for us? Not really. Like, what would you do if your kids disappeared? What, what would you do if your kids disappeared? I would have done a little bit more than what these, <laughs> these parents were doing. <laughs> I'd be out all night. Like, I'd be getting flash, buying flashlights from the gas station. Like I said, that's such a weird transition of, like, the kids go missing. They, like, fall asleep in the car. She looks at her phone. It's It's been way longer than... Then when she told him to be back, and then the next shot is, like, him pouring coffee inside, and he's just like, oh, you, you told him to come back soon, right? Like, like, why are they not? It seems very easy to just walk up that hill, or even to drive the car most of the way up the hill, and they, they're just like, oh, I guess we'll just hang out here and wait. He does get told to go to a hotel by the cop. So. After hours. That's fair. <laughs> by the time it's finally dark, that's after he does actually finally go up on the hill. Yeah, the detective should have been like, you were like, you were oh, actually my prime suspects about these kids missing until they turned up. Actually, you think it's funny because you brought it up. The detective questioned that guy, and the guy talked about finding the bodies. You almost think that once bodies were brought up, even though the kids were found, they'd be like, you have to take us to these bodies. Yeah, you'd still think they want to know, like, like even if he's like, oh, no, we found those kids. It's like, well, maybe there's other dead kids in that, in the cave. Like, right. maybe we should go look. Actually, that, that would actually like, be kind of yeah. cool. That would actually be cooler if you know that that guy and the cop went to the cave. and But then, like, later, they were clearly, like, on the side of the kids and stuff because they were now possessed themselves. Yeah, maybe they were zombies, yeah. They needed more than one draft of this script, I think, Lexi. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I'm just telling you, these are my thoughts. Get in I your think time that machine, they... go back to 2012. 2011. Go find yeah. Adrian. Uh, bring Chuck with you because he knows he knows Espanol. There you yeah. go. We'll, we'll translate a little. <laughs> I'm we'll Senor Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a draft of your script. <laughs> I fixed it for you. You'll you'll thank me later. If anything's butchered, it's because I translated poorly, but it's still better script, trust me. <laughs> Come back to the future, everything's just like an apocalypse. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have messed with that movie, I guess. Yeah, you fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ru ruined the whole world just by changing a movie. What happened? <laughs> oh, that movie went on to win an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Feature at the, at the Academy Awards, <laughs> and the world just couldn't handle it. What about the writer's strike? No, that, that never even happened. Uh, yeah, we, Adrian's the only writer there ever strike. was. <laughs> <laughs> the butterfly effect from Chuck writing the script, <laughs> the Here Comes the Devil. He's like, and call it Here Comes the Boom. It's a much better title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be before the other Here Comes the Boom, so you'll yeah. be ahead of the curve. They'll have to change their movie. They'll, they'll have to become Here Comes the Devil. <laughs> Lexi, what are the other... Spanish horror films around this time that you were watching? Um, we Are the Flesh, which I actually have on Blu-ray. They had an arrow. That's an excellent film. I can't even describe that one. It's like a um, post-apocalyptic film where a guy is like 
essentially building a womb out of cardboard hmm. boxes in an abandoned factory. It kind of sounds similar it's, when uh, you describe it that way. Really, really interesting. There's a, there's a womb. It's an Espanol. <laughs> he gets these two kids that are, like, from the outside. They're, there's like there's two kids. Stay, and then... <laughs> He brings them in. They start helping him build the womb out of cardboard boxes, and it's just a really fucking weird movie. It's really good. Really enjoyed it. Can't is that it. era of horror movies dead, or is there still a lot of Spanish horror movies that you're catching that you like? Oh, I still love that that whole area. I mean, Record. I know that's an older one that like, but like, I really liked Record. Or I know that's like, um, is that Brazil? I think that one comes out it's of Spain. Is it Spain? Okay. They, like Spain's got some excellent stuff as well. <clears throat> there was a lot coming out of that whole region. Like I said, I really like Latin country horror as a whole. I feel like culturally, there's a lot more stuff that they're willing to try that is more taboo in our country that they will allow in their horror that like we would not do. So it's I think I'd say that about a lot though, because I was gonna say France. France way. is gonna say France is a lot of the similar stuff, that kind of stuff. I think yeah, Spain's Japan. Spain's also where uh, Guillermo del Toro did Devil's Backbone. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, there was one I was gonna say and I can't remember it now. That was an excellent one, but um, I really I really like that region. Oh, um, what was that one that came out? It might have actually been American. I don't think it was Mexican, but it was based on the Santa Ria. Remember when all the tourist horror was coming out when they were like tourists were going and getting killed in other countries essentially. They had that one about the... Taristas! That was like, that was the one of, I hate that one. I actually had to, I actually saw that in the theater as, as a preview and then had to go and give a review for a paper for that movie. Steph had to cover it in like a film class that she had in college. I, remember I feel we bad watched for Taristas. That sequence <laughs> at the end of that movie where they're in the cave, the, the underwater cave and they're sucking the bubbles to fucking... Uh, I can't deal with Just that. like Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know. I, I I don't have a lot of things that bother me, but I don't like water. Water is one of my things, and like I'm not a big fan. That makes so much sense as to why you won't watch Avatar The Way of the of Water. Okay, Sorry. That's, the Way of Water. That, that's why. It all finally me. adds up. Yeah. I have no more. I will never ask you to watch <laughs> that movie again. It's one of your biggest fears. Nah. No, like I used to do spelunking when I was a kid, and when I watched stuff like this, <laughs> what it's called. So like when I watched stuff like the descent, spelunking, and all that kind of shit. Um, like that movie is hard for me to watch because it's like I know what can happen. You know, like when you like the descent. Yeah, what did I say? I don't know, but okay. the descent makes yeah. me think of a spelunking movie that's pretty good. It's um. I mean, his second movie is better, Doomsday. The one that's like Escape from New York or something. I never saw it. Oh, my God. Doomsday is amazing. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, Doomsday I just, is one of my favorite dubstep songs, and I think it was on the the album that Chuck made for me back in the day. But they had when one, Chuck loved me. one of those tourist horror films about some kids who go to Mexico who get, like, butchered for a Santeria ritual that was mm -hmm. done for one of those. I think it was one of those eight eight films after dark things or something like that or whatever you said we could just start meshing the titles and start making our right. own horror film series eight eight films of abc's yeah after dark after dark <laughs> after dark in the toilet well that new thing that uh 
John Carpenter's doing is called Suburban Screams. And oh, I was God. like, that sounds so generic, too. What was it Masters of Horror that was not good? Like, some of that was good, but some of it was bad. Carpenter's Masters Actually, of Horror Actually, one of those eight films to die for is really good, and I think that... Um, some we're of the first tier ones were next excellent. year. I'm assuming it's going to be Chuck's pick. He's brought it up already. There was one of those Maybe. eight films to die for that was about a girl who had some sort of disorder, and she was going with her therapist to go take care of like this disorder, and she's riding in the therapist's car, and the therapist gets killed, and the girl's stuck in the car because of the disorder that she has. And she can't get out of the car essentially and it was like one of the best fucking things i've ever seen and the girl who plays the girl with the disorder was funny so it was really well done it was like excellent and there's like a essentially a killer out there stalking her but because she like has this mental disorder that doesn't like let her get out of the car like, the killer's like i'm gonna kill her the minute she opens that door yeah and then it, it cuts to her being like i have a disorder i can't get out it of was really car. good i can't remember which one it was, <laughs> and then it's just it the killer so like waiting funny. forever like holy shit are you ever gonna get out of the car I don't know. I, I like this movie. I know you guys are not a fan of it. I think this movie is really f- interesting. I feel like we watched a different film, personally. Like, you guys... No. <laughs> like, I saw something Kevin different Kevin James when we was in it. mine. <laughs> yeah, Kevin James, I had him, too. But, um, you know, like, everybody has... He came out of that cave. He said, here comes the boom. And everyone said, God. did you feel that earthquake? Yeah. It was Kevin James. <laughs> God. I would not watch that movie. But, uh, I don't even remember what that movie's about. I think it's like a sports movie. Is it a basketball but the po- movie? Maybe, but the no, poster just like a... he becomes like a. I think he becomes like a cage fighter for some reason. Oh God, is that what it is? I don't it's know that... why. It's a sports movie, but the poster's like just a close up of his face. I, I I can't even tell what sport he's supposed <laughs> to be playing. Uh, I I don't even. I don't even know. But yeah, like, not that I'm like mad about that, but I'm like I feel like I watched a different film than you guys. So you're like I'm like I don't I wasn't expecting the conversation that we had but i'm like okay um but uh you know uh, i'm glad you guys didn't hate it either like it wasn't the worst thing i made you watch that being said do you have an interest in watching more hispanic horror because of this or no or yes or have you gotten into his like hispanic horror uh i thought that we are the flesh sounded kind of cool from your description i don't know That's if it's necessarily movie. this movie that makes me want to watch more. I, I wouldn't discount the, the genre because of this one movie. That's fair. <laughs> Chuck? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a few things here and there. Uh, I think the only the only other Mexican horror movie I think I've seen really is, uh, there's one called Atroz, and okay. that's a very that's a very weird one. That's got a very <laughs> it's a, that that one's basically like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer in yeah. Mexico. It's like a lot of these guys like recorded their murders, and they are very, very graphically gross. So that's uh, that's an interesting one. That that one was 2015, so that one was after this one. But I think that's the only other one I've specifically seen. But I know they like I've seen them pop up all the time with like recommendations of like, oh yeah, check out these movies, but. There's not as common to like see them around anywhere. They're not. I don't know. I feel like the the Mexican film industry just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe they just don't have the same marketing or hype that you get from like Japan or right. Korea or anything. So it just they're probably making other good movies and they just 
they don't get anywhere near type of like recognition to that you would notice it off the shelf when you're just like looking in a movie store and be like oh that's that mexican horror movie i've heard of because they just don't market them you know you guys know like that i'm into like really you know heavy brutal stuff and so when i you know got down that road of going into like the heavier more brutal things like once i ran out of like a serbian film and like the ones that are all in like the top 10 pages and stuff and then you have to start digging harder into stuff you know france has some of the most brutal horror i've ever seen but um culturally you know um hispanic cultures have a very brutal culture and so their movies portray that culture pretty heavily and they also have a very large culture of death, especially with, with the Mexican cultures and stuff like that. And when you get into, like, Mexican horror movies and stuff like that, that shit's brutal. Because they, like, have a lot of the context of just the, the natural brutality of their culture. It's a very male-dominated culture. There's a lot of that context in the film. Like you were saying, this movie has a very heavy male gaze. I'm like, yeah, it's Mexican. Like, like I mean, that's kind of... That's a bullshit excuse. I mean, it, they're a very male-dominated culture. And then, you know, like, when you get into some of their heavier stuff, like, it's fucking violent and heavy and brutal. And they, like, don't shy away from, like, showing everything. And so, like, if you're looking for that, if you're trying to go down that road and look for, like, some hardcore brutal shit, it's definitely the direction to go in. So, you know. Is, uh... Is La Lorna, is that a, is that Mexican or is that Spanish? Because I, I do have that. That I don't know. I know that that's not. Um, I think that, isn't that movie I thought it was like Brazilian or Colombian? They're like, they speak eight they different speak versions of it. Spanish, so really but know. maybe they're not. Well, they speak ma- Spanish in a lot of countries. Right. <laughs> it's not narrowing it down there. Right. Listen, I'm dumb, Chuck. Is it Portuguese? I didn't learn Espanol. <laughs> you know what? The director is from Guatemala. Okay. Is it Colombian? So Central American? Mm-hmm. It looks like it. It's about, like, Mayan things or something. It's it's ancient, like, lore. Like, La Lorna is, like, old-school ghost story. That's why there's, like, a billion versions of that movie. Because, like, there are, like, eight or nine. I mean... We just had one that came out, what, like, five, six years ago in this country not that long ago, and then there were, like, three other ones that came out mimicking it and shit, so there's, like... I heard it was... Isn't it part of the Conjuring world or something? Uh, I don't think it was, but um, I know that... Anyways, I was just... I was brainstorming and being like, do I have any Spanish horror possibly on my shelf right now that I can think of, and maybe not. Does anybody have any final thoughts on Here Comes the Devil? Uh, I don't think so. I think I said everything. I do too. All I right. think we think we covered all the the major points. All right, then you can go ahead and we can probably wrap this up then. So, Chuck, I think you're next. Are you not? That'd be a good title for a movie too, Chuck. I think you're next. That sounds like a very modern film. Like the people who made that, Bo is afraid. It's their sequel, Chuck. You're up next. Bo is Afraid is listed as a comedy, and I don't think it it is one, but there's some funny stuff in it. <laughs> Off-the-record stuff that we might be doing in the future, I was just looking up different movies, and that had come up, and I'm like, I don't think I could consider it a comedy. 
Somebody thinks it's funny. <laughs> Somebody funny. thought it was funny. Somebody yeah. thinks The Martian is a fucking comedy too. So. Somebody trying to win an award. That movie was hilarious. Yeah. Matt Damon was growing potatoes with his own shit. God, I mean, he so did have good. a few jokes. I mean, they weren't the funniest yeah. things, but he did have a couple jokes. I love that movie. I thought it was so good. I had my favorite scene when they're like trying to. They have like a little diorama and they're trying to explain. And they're like, "Well, we're gonna have to rip this out." Okay, so what do we have left? Well, probably gonna take this out too because it's weighing too much. They're like, I think he's gonna fly home in this thing. They're like, oh, kind of. I'm gonna have to science the shit out of this. It's like the least <laughs> intelligent, best screenwriting of all time. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, no, we're coming back next week with our final episode of season two, and then it's just like Halloween starts our new season three. But uh, we're ending with The Wailing, another South Korean movie. Not The Whale, The Wailing. I'm not Jacob. Remember? <laughs> oh, God. We had Jacob on, and he was talking about The Whale, but he kept calling it The The Whale. The Whale. The Whale. The Whale. I watched The Whale. I saw The Whale. I know. I know. I'm saying The Whale. I know. Theater. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this isn't the whale. This is the whaling. So they have, like, spears, and they're, like, trying to catch the whales? Yeah, it's a Moby Dick type yeah. thing, I think. All right, then. We're just going to end it there. <laughs> have a great night, everyone. Bye. We are Cinema de More. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.